Welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And this is episode 28 of our podcast. We are back and we are starting a new franchise. What franchise is that, Marco? Twilight. Twilight. Often threatened. Now, finally happening. I feel like we were talking about Twilight at the same time we were trying to think of a podcast to talk about Harry Potter with. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the the dark other side of that. <laughs> This was definitely one of the ones we knew we would do at some point, and we it's, are we are doing it. It's kind of how, like, you know, there's a pretty good chance you'll probably get cancer in your life. Oh, that That's... got dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, this should be interesting. I think we may have differing views <clears throat> on this movie, or at least different angles on it. Uh, but, yeah, directed by Catherine Hardwick, written by Melissa Rosenberg, novel, of course, by Stephanie Meyer. What has Melissa Rosenberg done? She did something else recently, didn't Jessica she? Jones. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, November 21st, 2008. It was a big hit. The budget was like half of what it made in the opening weekend. So that's why we got four more of them. Well, like, I remember hearing about her being the person doing Jessica Jones, and I kept thinking, like, oh, God, oh, no. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, really, how much can you blame the screenwriter? <laughs> Oh, it's in this an, book. Yeah, it's an adaptation. But this is one of those ones too, where you know, like you're shackled to the story because of the. Uh, I'm saying in air quotes, belovedness of I, it. I guess, yeah. I have some thoughts on that as we get deeper. But uh, do you want to do opening statements? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a long one? Uh, since you have a lot of thoughts, it's not that long. I, mean, I can get into it first if you like. Uh, I'll just throw out a few quick thoughts. Okay. I'll let you bring it together because I'm rambling. Uh, mm-hmm. First things first, I just want to thank this movie for Anna Kendrick. Yes. <laughs> um, America's Sweetheart. Uh, I feel like this movie slash story should have been called like Folia Do. Uh, it would have made a lot more sense to me. It's got such a weird affect. It's not just that it's a bad movie because that's non-negotiable. It's at a point where it just becomes delightfully absurd and the classic tale of a normal girl who meets a sneering, gaslighting, possessive teenage vampire asshole just because she gave him a boner and yada, 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 abstinence. Um, I only care about fuck-positive supernatural creatures, especially vampires, so that was always a weird thing for me, so that'll be flavoring my thoughts. Um, Everybody got that? Marco only cares for fuck-positive supernatural creatures. Yeah, I think we've discussed... Make a note. I think we've discussed before, Writing there is no down. upside to being a werewolf. Um, have we talked about that on the podcast? I don't think we have, but we should. Just um, randomly, think about this yourself. Why would you ever want to be a werewolf? Like, yeah. being a vampire is so much better. But anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know what I thought of Casey at the time this movie came out. I mean, I love her now, and I, I can see this her working so hard. <laughs> um, I'm fascinated how Bella can't be turned off by this guy. Um, I'm glad I watched the movie and didn't read the book because you just know this book is littered with copious references to Edward's gorgeous body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine, I imagine those references are in the book, like a battlefield has dead bodies all over it. Um, anyway, so lastly, I, I feel like you could have told me this movie was made in the 90s and I would have totally bought that. Case yeah. uh, 2, I like how she doesn't really get in the way of characterization, I, I guess. I think we talked many years before about how it allows you to inhabit her role as a teenage girl you get to be this protagonist much more she's very cypher but her scoff game is at 150 percent she's doing so much breath work 
It's intense. And but but not to belittle her blink game. I mean, her eyes are going nuts throughout this. Um, yeah. And I rest. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's not my opening statement, but Kristen Stewart, I feel like I've been writing harder for Case Stew, like from the very beginning. Like I didn't even like these movies, and I still was a fan of Case Stew. So, and now I, it's like you know, now she's cool. Now she's doing like French movies and winning Cesar. So. I'm telling you, we should I was there from the start. We should do a solely Case Stew podcast. We really should. Mm-hmm. All right. So this movie, <laughs> I'll say this for this movie. I think that like maybe forty percent of the time here. Catherine Hardwick is really onto something. Like she steers, <laughs> she steers so hard into the awkwardness that this movie almost transcends its genre at times. Like especially in the early like high school scenes, mm. it's so over the top. All these like pained expressions and these like really jarring handheld close ups and push ins that like I I feel like you can't help but enjoy its audacity. Like other high school movies would try to be like glib and ironic and kind of lampshade like the cheesy aspects of the high school romance. But this movie just embraces that cheese so hard. And it just, it wants you to experience that dorky horror show of teen romance, like in all it's like just awfulness. Can I interject only to Mm -hmm. add, would you say that it's basically a 2008 high school pilot meets a nature documentary? Until they tack on a plot in the third act. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I think that that same style that works, you know, well-ish for the romance is terrible for the, the like the actual vampire storyline. Like it just serves that really, really badly. Like everything that's supposed to be scary just ends up looking like stupid and cheap. Um, <laughs> and for, and I, I think you can tell Catherine Hardwick is like other than nature, she's clearly more interested in like the romance. And so the actual plot of the movie is just like so tacked on and half-assed. Um to say nothing, of course, of, you know, the actual romance here is super fucked up. Uh, Edward's, like, textbook example of an abusive boyfriend, basically. Um, but even with that, I still think you could have told a compelling story about a fucked up romance. I think the problem is that Twilight's really bad at telling stories in general, like, as a movie. Like, it's just like, here's a collection of things. It seems like they're just trying to hit as many details from the book as it can no matter how dumb they are or how well they fit into an actual movie. And so like the movie doesn't flow or feel organic at all. It's just like a collection of, you know, plot points and details that it's like, well, it's in the book. So we have to put this in the movie. It's like the adaptation team went back into the Harry Potter movies and took all the wrong notes. (laughs) I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the first ones. Granted the Harry Potter movies did have a plot. (laughs) They were setting up something interesting. I don't know how this is. I mean, I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the last two. That's three, you know, but I I know the general plot. There's, I don't know how this is four books, let alone five movies. Yeah, I know. I just don't get it. Well, man, I got to say already, I'm really not looking forward to New Moon because I feel like every time I watch Twilight, I appreciate it more just because it's like so ridiculous. Like, it's like, it's kind of amazing how wretched the romance is um like like edward cullen is such a massive dick bag that you almost you're kind of like enjoying it after a while it's like honestly i'm not even mad anymore you're so horrible continue yeah but He's yeah like new that. moon from what i remember because we watched it that one time yeah. it was terrible it's directed by chris whites i believe yeah who ruined golden compass i think that's the same guy um has he not ruined anything yeah <laughs> So that I, I feel like Catherine Hardwick is 
what she's doing here doesn't work very often, but she is actually like thinking about it. Like she's, she's bringing a perspective and a style. Uh-huh. Whereas from what I remember in new moon and we'll, course get to that um it it was just totally bland i remember that movie just feeling completely generic I, if there's one thing about this movie it's definitely not generic it's it's well, doing something it doesn't work but it's doing something if i saw this movie and didn't know anything about the books or the future mm-hmm. or whatever and like we were sitting down to talk about doing a sequel my note would not have been more jacob <laughs> seriously well, I know it would have been like, can we lose Jacob? Does he have to be in the movie? Yeah, yeah. which I I want to say they almost lost that actor for the second one. Like he had to hit the gym way too hard. Oh god, that guy's terrible. God, oh. I know. I just I feel bad, really. <clears throat> yeah. uh, anyway, let's do our uh, top three moments. You got any honorable mentions? I don't. I only have two moments. <laughs> oh, see, I I gotta say, like, I really fucking enjoyed watching this movie. I like would pause and go back. And watch scenes over and over again, just marveling at like, oh my god, this is like, wow, this happened well, in a movie. I guarantee you, two. Well, at least one. I guess I guarantee you, our number one is the same. Um, well, I got is- I got an honorable mention here. Okay, <laughs> and I'll just uh, quote the movie. Mommy, I suck. <laughs> From the video at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts too, buddy. <laughs> oh, I hate Cam Kitchenette. Oh, I know that guy's the worst. Um, I'll save mine for number two because it's it's like two. It's like a montage. So, yeah. What's your number three? Uh, the first science class meeting, like their first real meeting there. That's your he, number three. Yeah, I mean, you know, these are these are all fungible, but yeah, I mean that that could definitely be number one. Just the. The like stank O face he gets yes. when he sees her. Yes. It's like I watched that scene like ten times. Just that that reaction shot when he first sees her because oh. it is amazing. It uh, it definitely sets the tone. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like I mean, he literally looks like he just came in his pants and at the same time just smelled the nastiest fart ever. Oh. And she's like, oh. His face is working. It's like winning Olympic medals. But <laughs> the, what really puts the cherry on top is that when she then smells herself. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I want to break down that scene in detail later. But yeah, that that's my number three. That could easily be my number one. I think, but everything, I realized that, well, we'll get to it. Um, mm-hmm. My number two then, so we'll jump my number two, is it starts with, you better hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> God. And then the fact that that ridiculous montage ends with this like meatloaf music video s thing of her looking artistically bored on the couch mm-hmm. watching him play piano <laughs> and then moving closer mid note in awe of his fucking skills. God. I was just waiting for him to like push her off the bench and just be like, no, this is my time. <laughs> yeah. Spider monkey. Like, was that their pet? Oh, man. Like, there's a lot of monkey name. references in mm-hmm. this. Uh, number two is uh, towards the end when they've, like, you know, the gang showed up to rescue Bella. Mm-hmm. And then, in the like, just kind of happening in the background, not always yes. even in focus, Alice just like goes and jumps on like Axel Rose Vampire's head and like rips his head off. 
Yeah. Like just in the background, it's like so like nonchalant, like, oh, they're just going to rip his body apart and burn it. But no, no, no. Like, we'll just have that happening in the background. We really need to focus on Bella. Oh, here. they're they're at fucking Burning Man back there. They're having literally Burning Man. They're having the greatest fucking time of their life. They murder this dude like they're going, like they're going to the, you know, uh, uh, drawing a blank. Um farmer's market like it's so casual there's like oh, i guess we got. oh no I, I would disagree i would say that they all just drink a bunch of mountain dew right beforehand <laughs> they're having like an extreme port sports great time i guess maybe it's the way it's not even dwelled on by the movie itself it's just happening in the background yeah oh, yeah that's my number two i i assume your number one is the science class it's, a, it's 100 that and i'll just tack on since we've already talked about your number three mm-hmm. the fact that she then follows him to the office where he can't get out of the class and he stares at her and he's like, mm-hmm. I'll just have to endure it. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> like like Susan Lucci would have been impressed by his skills there. <laughs> what would happen if you put Lucy Hale and Robert Pattinson in a movie together? Like the facial gymnastics. I don't even know. I I think she's too too subtle for him though. He couldn't get in. He couldn't. You know what I mean? Like she's got like a like a force field of acting around her. I don't think he. Uh, I think he'd just be bouncing off of it. Hmm, okay. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them try. Just like <laughs> his, he like breaks some sort of like world record for like pained like like man angst in this yeah. movie. You know, yeah. just like well, the ultra pale skin, mm-hmm. the what looks like lipstick, and the giant hair. Well, he's, only, I mean, he has like makeup. He has like like gray face makeup on in, at some points in this movie. So yeah, but, but it only further highlights him like being the most dramatic MRA mm-hmm. <laughs> spokesman ever. Oh my god! Um, so my number one, and I feel like I could easily switch this with number three if for whatever reason I was in the mood for this. There's like this really epic stink eye between Jacob's dad, Billy Black, and Edward as they like drive past each other. Billy Burke. No, the the it's Billy Black is the Jacob's dad. Oh, Jacob's dad. Sorry. Yeah. 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 They're driving past each other, and like Edward gives him some like stink eye, and then like Billy Black going back has like one eyebrow raised, like super high, like it's like <laughs> it's totally over the top, just like growling at each other. It's hilarious. Like I, I watched that five times. You know what they, that moment reminded me of? And I usually like. I'm trying to remember what's that actor been in. He's been in. He's in, oh, he's uh, in everything. Yeah, he's in Kimmy Schmidt, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it reminded me of the dude in uh, Ninth Gate who realizes that uh, Johnny Depp has scooped him on ripping off the couple. Unscrupulous. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, any complaints? <laughs> I would only complain that there's people who walked out of this movie just like. This is a perfect movie. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. Criterion classic all the way. Uh, I feel like maybe some complaints will come up for me in our general discussion. Okay. I, I, well, I mean, I have, I have a few. Okay. So feel free to chime in. Um, just at like a basic like building block level, I feel like this movie does a terrible job of establishing kind of like rules and stakes and like setting things up to pay off. Like suddenly in the third act, we get this huge info dump and a bunch of exposition to basically like explain why things are happening. And it's, it's all this stuff that like a better script would have set up. Like you would have set up the fact that uh, like Axl Rose Vampire is like a, a special tracker like early in the movie. So then you already knew that 
when you know it would mean something when you had this encounter. I don't know. They're just they're really bad at stuff like that in this movie. Well, they give him a name, and then they want you to forget his name as fast as possible because he's just the tracker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the, him with the camera and all that. Like he's like very like weird serial killer vibe. Like if you had shown that in the first act, maybe like with somebody else, then that would be in the audience's mind as you know, the third act happens, but no, it's all suddenly like, here's a bunch of info about this guy. Cause we haven't really focused on it all yet, but you need to know this for the rest of the movie. Um, another complaint, the wire work in CGI is just awful. Hmm. I mean, it, it makes the vampires look really stupid and lame. Like I think they're supposed to look like impressive and like powerful and like, wow. But like with that small of a budget, I think they would have been better off just like getting creative and, you know, have stuff happen off screen or, or something. Do you, do you think that when the stunt people went to Catherine Hardwick and asked what she wanted, she mm-hmm. was just like, I have four words for you. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon. <laughs> American gladiator. Um, I think it would have been better if it was just kind of creative. Like when he first rescues Bella from that, uh, like speeding van that's yeah. like speeding in the parking lot for no reason. He's kind of just suddenly there. It would have been better, I think, to do that sort of thing where you never really see it happen exactly. You just kind of imply that it is rather than like just putting that garbage on screen. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think it's ever a good thing if you're uh, getting through the air stunt for supernatural creatures or whoever involves like Everyone knows this dude just jumped off a trampoline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or is yeah. about to jump on a trampoline. It doesn't make them look powerful or um, impressive at all. Tacking on to that, the like snarl face about to get down to business vampire stance. Oh, yeah. They like sharks versus jets there. 100% <laughs> because like that baseball scene is absurd on there's, every level. But at the end, there's never the, anything impressive about snarling at each other. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, uh, you don't want to watch a group of people have a cat fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you don't want ever want to watch two men have a cat fight because it just doesn't look good. Uh, it, it looks like Edward looks throughout the whole movie. But like, I wanted to be like Peter Facinelli. Do you feel ridiculous standing <laughs> like this? <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's some West Side Story shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wish they had started snapping at each other. <laughs> so I got a, another major complaint, which I think you'll agree with. Uh, not enough Andri- Anna Kendrick in this movie. Yeah, seriously. Well, they had no idea what they had, I don't think. Well, they just kind of forget about her like halfway through the movie. Well, the problem is wherever she goes, that fucking Mike guy would follow. Oh, that fucking guy. I, f- I mean, in a movie full of, in a movie full of guys that I don't fucking like, I don't fucking like that guy. I think I dislike that guy more than Edward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's just a fucking shit. Like, it's so obvious the Anna Kendrick's into him. And like, even after he asked her to prom, he's still making eyes at Bella the whole time. God, what a dick. Well, his like fucking pain that she turns him down for prom. And then he happens to fall ass backwards until like, like the most popular girl in school or whatever. <laughs> like, Oh, fine. I'll take this amazing girl to prom. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Also finger guns and like thumbs up. Like it's not, nothing about him is a good look. No, I hate him. Uh, another complaint 
obviously we talked about this. Like, I feel like I want to like mention this here so I don't have to like keep circling back to it over and over again. The romance, obviously, super problematic, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that what really makes it worse is I think the movie's trying to like have its cake and eat it too, where like it wants this to like be like, this is a doomed romance, but it, it resists ever having anyone else like Bella's parents or friends ever really comment on it. Uh-huh. Like the only time anyone kind of like cautions her, it's Jacob at the end, which really just seems like he's jealous or something. Well, it's super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for words of warning, it comes off almost even creepier. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you could do a movie where the central romance is really fucked up and still have it be an enjoyable movie if you at least had someone in the narrative pointing it out. Mm. You know, um, I mean, that's those are that's still a story to tell, like a, a bad romance. Yeah. But this movie wants it to be a bad romance, but also a good romance, which is. Uh, um, the narration adds nothing. No, it's, it's not. Pointless. It's not the worst add nothing narration. That to me, I feel like for some reasons, it's one of the few things that stands out about Jumper. When Hayden Christensen starts off the movie, basically being like "fuck you, audience." <laughs> <laughs> At least Casey is not saying "fuck you, audience." Mm-hmm. And um, there's some really random camera swoops. In this yeah. movie, especially in in their like big meeting in the woods, it's like what what is happening? Why is the camera doing this? Well, like the camera whoosh is like I feel like Catherine Hart was like that's the dominant like design choice that I want to use to show their sweeping romance. Literally going to sweep across them into nature. Well, it's it's so bad because it's it's like obviously they're shooting it with a different camera. Like they don't even like match the color properly. Like it it looks like. You literally cut from like one type of camera to another, you know, like, like it doesn't look like the footage matches. Mm. It looks like jarringly out of place. Mm. So, yeah, that is bad. Anyway, let's move on to the general discussion. <laughs> is it weird that she's always, Casey's always pale like a vampire, even though she lives in Phoenix, Arizona? I mean, I, I do kind of look like the that visual design of the movie like the way everybody looks all weird like bleach bypass like it's a choice it's a look like it's kind of cool um so so the white parts of this movie are really white <laughs> well and like their weird high school cafeteria is all like super blown out yeah, yeah. um i, I like was... the I like the deer symbolism right at the very beginning it's like in case you didn't get the metaphor bella is literally prey yeah yeah doesn't she like attack and kill a deer like one of the later movies? I think so, yeah. So I was really confused because I'd only seen it the one time all those years ago. But, like at first when the mom, uh, who's a chick from 24, kicks <laughs> Casey Myers. Out. Yeah, she kicks her out so she, her and her husband can travel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're just going to travel? What the fuck is this shit? I like the fact that it's not to, like an hour later. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, my stepdad's actually a minor league baseball player. Well, it's like Bella's mom's like a, like a baseball groupie. Yeah. Is basically what they seem to be implying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like how Bella is like talking about like missing Phoenix at the beginning. Like nobody, nobody who's ever been to Phoenix misses Phoenix. That's a terrible fucking city. What's the line? I'd rather be dead in California than alive in Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, Billy Burke. Yeah. Billy Burke's got to eat. I don't know what he's doing in this movie. He's making some choices. Was he? Is he being held hostage? 
<laughs> it's just he's like, just like I'll do the movie, but I won't act. Well, there's this one scene earlier where he's like he's talking to Bella and he's like, "Your hair is long," and she's like, "I cut it since the last time," and he says, "I guess it grew out again." I'm like that's the <laughs> no. whole scene. Like, I I love that though. I love how awkward that is. He's he's exactly like her father. Like, because they're both so mm-hmm. socially awkward. The only thing that would have made his performance better is if he matched her, like, scoff for scoff. Well, it's like, they're like, okay, you're the town sheriff. And he's like, cool. I'm going to play it as a drunk burnout, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Forks looks like Twin Peaks, but, like, less glamorous and would, poorer. Would you want to live in Forks? No. No? No. I don't, I well, I, like I mean, the, I don't know. Northwest seems kind of nice to me, but. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you do... You're going to be the most, po- like, just by arriving, you'll be the most popular person mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> yeah, they're going to do a whole feature story on you in the newspaper. I guess maybe it's, like, the school seemed, like, very nice and new compared to, like, these, like, kind of semi-dilapidated, you know, Main Street look the rest of the town has. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a funny detail that she travels with, like, her her cactus. Luck- her lucky cactus or whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, also I wonder Billy- if they call back to that later in the movies. Wish. Uh, Billy Burke, I think uh, working with him is the actor who used to be Tom Skerritt's mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, is it me or is Bella's hair like randomly get like red highlights halfway through the movie? Or it, maybe it's just like in some shots. It might be just lighting like situations. Or something. Um, also, their two-story house only has one bathroom. That's bullshit. That's going to be some father-daughter hijinks right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the true love story of this movie, we find out, is Billy Burke and the Native American guy in the wheelchair. Oh, uh, Billy Black, yeah. Yeah, Billy Black. I mean, they are like roughhousing and like just joshing each other around in the street. They just want to hang out and watch baseball, and Bella is such a dick about it late in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But um, but my oh. immediate reaction to Jacob, dislike. Oh, yeah, Jacob. I, I, one more complaint I forgot to mention. I'm pretty sure it's never actually Twilight in this movie. No. It's called I Twilight. I don't believe it's ever actually Twilight, though. I feel like it's the, usually uh, like afternoon. The title sequences are just the titles are. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's haphazard, but it's like it's what they're lazy. going for is lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down when the dude immediately throws shade at Bella because her jalopy backfires in the parking lot. I was like, I do not miss high school. <laughs> Well, I like, uh, I think this is one of the narration lines where Bella is saying, one of the best things about Charlie, he doesn't hover. <laughs> like, well, I guess you're not into dudes that are like your dad then because you went the other way. <laughs> well, she gets this new truck or, you know, this new, new to her old <laughs> shitty truck. She somehow immediately knows how to drive clutch. Yeah. And, you know, 2008, sure. Uh, but then Justin Chan shows up. Uh, Eric, love this guy. Watching him, I was like, oh, shit. Is he going to like – I was like, I don't remember this, but is he going to like tell us about all the clicks? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like is he going to like give her the, the tour with all the, the the clicks at high school and whatnot? Yeah. But uh, the fact that everyone – I think this is the setup for the, the science, lab, science lab scene. But the fact that everyone in the high school knows about the new girl <laughs> – her arrival is big news. It's like in Roadhouse when Dalton finally shows up at the Double Deuce. Like, I, I thought heard you'd about be you. Yeah. Oh God. Features dead, Angela. Don't bring it up again. <laughs> well, man, all the weird handheld camera. Like, 
I the only thing I, I'm trying to get like into the mindset of Catherine Hardwick and like why she's making these choices. I think she just wants everything to feel kind of like awkward and unsettled. Yeah. You know, like the way the camera is just kind of like pushing in on people. It's very disorienting. It's just shaking around. Well, it's an interesting choice that, you know, they want to make Bella like, like a, a normal girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not perfect. You know, she scoffs a lot. She, she sighs a lot. She apparently is so clumsy. She'll trip without even mm-hmm. tripping on things. She'll just fall over randomly. So it's definitely very awkward. And then, and then the, the Collins show up. Well, before even that, Anna Kendrick shows up. Yeah. And she says, aren't people from Arizona supposed to be like really tan? <laughs> and I fell out says, yeah, I guess that's why they kicked me out. And then just like awkward laughing. What but, I, th- I want to say that my one thing I remember from New Moon is Anna Kendrick is kind of like the voice of the audience, isn't she? I think so. She's just kind of like the, the BFF who hangs around. But I did love in that like the first scene at school when that fucking Mike asshole uh. is I think there it's like in volleyball or something. Like he's trying to like like talk to Bella and AK forty seven there. She just swoops right in. He's uh-huh. like, "This is my dude, by the way." Yeah, yeah. Broadcasting loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Also, why is Bella dressed like a gas station attendant for her first day <laughs> at school? She's like the cool kids wear bowling shirts. Yeah. Her outfit is just amazing, and yeah, then the Colin show up, and they're. They're like Abercrombie and Fitch were wardrobing like 80s music videos. Well, and Anna Kendrick's like introducing them all, like giving as us they like walk the, past. Yes, yeah. it's great. Oh, it's so glorious. Yeah. They're like together, together. God, I, I want a whole movie just like from her character's perspective. Well, I kept thinking, like, if you take out the vampire thing, like, like let's have a movie about this weird incest family. <laughs> Where they're all like really good looking and it's like just a constant fuck party. Like, like what we all assume is really happening in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, and then there's this part where they're talking about Edward as he walks in. And they're talking about, like, Anna Kendrick's like, I guess he's, like, none of the girls are good enough for him or something like that. And as he's walking by, he, he can obviously hear them with his, like, superpower hearing. And he just, like, smirks to himself. Like, he's such, like, an asshole. Like, eh, that's me. Yeah. I'm too good for you, bitches. <laughs> And then, like, there's a there's a great bit where they, Anna Kendrick and um, what's her name, Christine Serratos, I think. Yeah. Um, Angela, I think, is the character's name. They're kind of like talking in the background as Edwards walking in about the uh, the packages of the swim team mm-hmm. and like whether or not they're like that's an Olympic size package, you know, like that that skinny body. I don't think so. Like, it's just like in the background, but it's really funny to listen to. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, Christian Serratus, she's actually the church of okay. uh, The Walking Dead now. It looks completely different, which... Yeah, yeah. Um, Jasper and Alice, I just wrote, holy shit, looks like the blender gobbled up sixpence none the richer. <laughs> I love Alice. Uh, I, I remember when we were watching New Moon, because I watched New Moon I'd never seen Twilight. I didn't watch Twilight mm-hmm. later. I remember thinking, like, why isn't the chick playing Alice actually playing Bella? Yeah. I love um, the hairdo. Love the whole, love the whole vibe there. Yeah. I love Anna Kendrick saying she's with Jasper, the blonde one who looks like he's in pain, and then just cut to this guy like being like, like yeah, making I, weird faces. I can't take him seriously. I cannot take him seriously. <laughs> Every I, time I, he's on screen, I laugh. Yeah, I I fall out of my chair laughing. I 
I don't know. Yeah. I love the shot. Like I posted a screenshot when they like look over at the Cullen's table and they're all like looking over and sneering and like the yeah. Jasper's making like weird googly eyes. Yeah, it's a lot of staring, a lot of sneering. And in the mind, you're, you're thinking like, well, I know Peter Facinelli is their dad. He's like their foster dad slash matchmaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Edward's just broadcasting asshole vibes. Hardcore. He's just so cool for school, yeah. Well, it's like, I kept thinking like, is this what Brandon Walsh would look like if they really did a remake of uh, mm. 902.0? Yeah. And then, and then, of course, yeah, we get to the scene in science class with this, like, but it's, <laughs> it just came in his fan's face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's like, <laughs> it's like poor shy Bella, an introverted Bella is like, she's the fucking star of the school just by showing up. And then here's this guy who looks like she smelled, might, might smell like shit. <laughs> well, he's got like the, this taxidermy owl behind him, which like gives him these wings angel wings yeah, yeah. it's like really subtle with the symbolism there but there's something about the the smell that i think is like so perfect for like awkward high school like that's exactly like it's like the way she's reacting it's like oh my god do i smell like you know it's like it's like really embarrassing and and just weird well i want to say uh, thank you to andrew for on twitter for posting that buffy video because mm-hmm. buffy nailed it People who smell other people like that, <laughs> not a good look. Creepy as fuck. Uh, but yeah, he's like negging her from jump. Well, and I feel like that's that's like a high school thing, though. Like, you know, by the time you you hit your 20s, you, you've got like hygiene, you know, you're, you're, you should be pretty locked down by then. But like in high school, you might worry like if you smell or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm just saying all the guys try to neg her at some point and Jacob or Edward just gets in there first and he gets in there the hardest because later like Mike's trying to like neg her a little bit and tease her like it's grade school. Mm -hmm. I just want to know like did he actually shit his pants in this scene because it (laughs) looks like he might have. And they just used the take. (laughs) Oh my god that it it seems to go on forever like the way they just keep staring at each other and grimacing and she keeps looking at him like what the fuck is your deal like what's wrong with me you know why are you looking at me like that. Like Pattinson's like, Catherine, I don't have a problem doing the movie. It's just I have this thing where I have to wear Depends. <laughs> oh, he's just like straight up glaring at her. Yeah. It's, it's wow. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And in, in the background the whole time, there's this like electric guitar shredding happening. Yeah. And it's like the kind of guitar where you can just picture like the weird O face of the guy playing the guitar. <laughs> you know, you know, like guitar face, you know, like yeah. you can just picture that face like Edward's kind of making that same face right now. Well, so I, I have notes for other scenes later, but I feel like there were two people doing the score at the same time mm-hmm. and they were just like, we're going to use them both. Just do whatever you want to do. And one of them is the guitar guy. There is a lot of like electric guitar noodling. Yeah. Just it's like G.E. Smith just like, you know, ran into the studio. Yeah. I'll just have to endure it. <laughs> so great it just it just like he's so disgusted is there anybody i would like to know is there anybody who was in high school or something when they saw this and they were mm-hmm. like i'm gonna try some of these moves on the ladies well i mean it's it's a bold choice to have your one of your two love interests just act disgusted with the other one yeah like literally like repulsed yeah 
And of course, she's into it, you know. She cannot be turned off by him. I have to say, I feel like at least in the start of this movie, Bella isn't just like passive, you know, love interest. Like she she pursues, like she has some agency, at least at the start here. Uh It's like, you know, I want to know what the fuck's wrong with that guy. You know, like I'm going to go confront him. But then, like, eventually, it's she's like, I think by the time you get to her, like, worshiping him, playing the piano, yeah. it's like there's nothing left of her. She's right. just there to be, you know, in love. And I mean, I, I don't have a problem with her being allowed to ogle him mm-hmm. and, like, appreciate what she perceives to be his beauty, but it, it gets crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, like, random, like, Waylon the drunk here. This fucking creep. Like, everyone in this town is like, I mean, I like the high school kids separate from the Collins and everyone because mm-hmm. they're so weird and awkward. And I, I remember when we were talking about uh, smart things from like world building and PLL and trouble. And I was always saying, like, you need to go weird right away because once you go weird, you can always go weird. You can always make it absurd and awkward. Yeah. But like, everyone in this town is a fucking creep. This guy who's like the. Vietnam vet that Elaine hired on Seinfeld, and he's like, pretty sure Bella will remember. Four year old Bella will remember that he played Santa that one time. He like just re- when he dies later, yeah. He like reminds Bella that he's a drunk. Yeah, he's just like yeah, yeah, those little bottles. He's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Waylon. Um, but I mean, people in this town are obsessed with Bella. That like in any other horror movie, I'm pretty sure they're gonna put her in the Wicker Man during Harvest. <laughs> And for yeah. love of God, why can't she properly pour ketchup? God oh, I know. It. The ketchup. Yeah, I, I I had to. That was another thing I had to stop I had to and rewind rewatch. It. <laughs> what are you doing? It's just like wagging the ketchup bottle. Out of, yeah, I love it. Uh, so finally, we find out about spring training. Well, at first, the mom just says spring training. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, Bella's mom is basically like every mom who reads Fifty Shades of Grey. She's like, just give me the details. Yeah. Give me all the gross details. I need them. Yeah, yeah. My marriage is so great. Mm-hmm. I married a minor league baseball player. Um, so, so I had to move to Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know if that. I honestly don't know if that's better or worse than Arizona. I would say worse, just because of the humidity. I'm sure it's pretty fucking hot in the. Anyway, um, <clears throat> back to the high school. The other brother in the family uh only assholes will show up to school standing on the back of the family jeep this guy only rides standing up in the back of vehicles like he's on like the fury road or something it's like he he will only be conveyed while standing i'm sorry bro are you xerxes (laughs) he's like the road warriors nemesis (laughs) i i'm the humongous Mm -hmm. Uh, the Asian guy is like... <laughs> he just like rolls in glaring at everyone standing in the back of the jeep. I never caught his name. The Asian guy is Eric, right? Eric, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's just like, hi, I'm on the prom committee, but I'm still straight. Do you have any <laughs> cool playlists? <laughs> God, that guy. Love that guy. Well, uh, and then um, we get... There's like the cool kids hanging out in like, like a hippie van, mm-hmm. kind of. There's like a bead curtain, like a rainbow bead curtain in this dude's van. Like there's a lot of people with vans in this movie. Yeah, I think but there's it, a lot of people with vans and forks. And it's like you might think like, oh, maybe they're like smoking joint over there. No, they're eating licorice. Yeah. Like it's it's so – like what – like maybe they just didn't want 
this to be like, I don't know, like bad drug message or something. Like there's no way they'd be hanging out in a weird hippie van eating licorice. So it reminded me, that reminds me a little bit of like, you know, watching Can Hardly Wait, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And then when I watched the commentary, which is a great commentary when you talk about these yeah. kind of movies and TV, DVD commentaries. And they mentioned that the movie was supposed to be R and they had to go back and CGI and things. <laughs> so like the one guy in the background of a scene has a big red balloon when he actually has like a, like a beer bong. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it makes me wonder, like, did they CG in licorice over joints or something? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, we're just hanging out in this like weird van with the bead curtain eating some licorice. <laughs> and then like later on, Jacob's such a dork that he starts eating the joint. Yum, mm -hmm. yum, yum. But like, uh, yeah, so she invites she invites Edward to the beach, right? He doesn't show up. Oh, before he, we, no, hold on. Before we even get there, I just have to point out in the kind of background of this like hippie van scene, the asshole Mike guy, he like literally feeds a sandwich to Anna Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like open wide and he shoves a sandwich in her mouth. Well, he's like, look, all of us guys here are super creepy. <laughs> Edward's got his kind of creepy thing. Jacob's his kind of creepy thing. I'm a feeder. <laughs> and yet still, like, ignoring her to go after Bella constantly. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we get this great narration where Bella says, more days passed. Things were getting a little strange. <laughs> awesome. There's not even a... <laughs> I'll never forget. He asked me what day it is. It's October 3rd. <laughs> Things are getting a little strange. Well, then we get the uh, like these interludes to the lame vampire gang. Yeah. They look like they were all shot by like the second unit. Yeah. Like that's how little they cared about these scenes. That would make a lot of sense if not only it was those three shot by the second unit, but also cast by them. Well, and they like, probably like with like stunt doubles, like because we never really see faces. No. You know, we just see like silhouettes and whatnot. So yeah, he's probably probably aren't even the actual actors. Is this the boat guy or is this the guy like in the factory? It's the guy in the factory. Okay, yeah. Didn't have to do a whole lot of tracking to find that guy. No, no, you didn't. He doesn't seem to do a whole lot of tracking at all. I mean, maybe if you established that early in the movie, it might be coherent. But no, instead, it looked like they just found somebody who was alone. <laughs> um, and then like fucking Mike, like Eric's about to ask Bella. Yeah. Out and he just like totally cock blocks. Yeah. In the background, you hear Eric being like, "Let it play a play." Is that what when he does the, the uh, like, "Hey Swan, how do you like the rain?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. What an asshole! I know, what a dick. <sighs> and then uh, we we finally like we get Edward. He 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 finally speaks to Bella. Like he's back in class for whatever reason, and it is the goofiest hello ever. Well, because he's like he's ever. talking like he's just recovered from a stroke. This, this, hello, I no, Edward. No, this is what he sounds like. He's like, "Hello," and Bell's like, "You were gone. Like they're already lovers or something." You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. I like her presumption. Mm -hmm. And Edward's just like, "Um, I was out of town for a couple of days for personal reasons." Like mm -hmm. his voice is so weird in that scene. Like he sounds like he just killed John Lennon while he was out of town. Yeah. And Bell's like, you're asking me about the weather? She's <laughs> like, it's you're like asking this, me about the weather? This relationship has advanced so much further in her head than it has in reality. But I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I know it's a TV show. I don't know when, when the books for that show were written or not. But, like, I know he has them later on. But, like, if she had been just writing in her diary, this would have made a lot more sense than the weird narration she gave us. Because if she could really have some voiceover... 
about, I can't believe he's just asking me about the weather, blah, 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 mm. blah. You know, other than the fact that it's been strange. I mean, I do like that she directly tells him, like, you're asking me about the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you? And then, like, she mentions not liking any cold, wet thing. And, like, Edward, like, smirks because well, he's bold. got a cold, wet thing. Bold. Boldly mm-hmm. coming out against cold, wet things. There goes your social life. Yeah. It's the wettest place in the continental United States. Insert joke here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her face should be given all the awards. She is just acting like crazy in this scene. Uh, the blink game. Good God. Mm-hmm. Well, and then later, like in the hall, he's just like, I can't figure you out. Well, no, You're really that, hard to read. <clears throat> excuse me. Before that, there's a moment where, thanks to the editing, it looks like she wants to fuck his eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I'm sure he plucks them. Yeah. He also, I love, he just, like, walks away from her mid-sentence in the yes. halls. Like, he's just like, Han Solo, <laughs> storms off. That's oh, that's a yeah. bold move. I mean, commit to it if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, in the wettest place in the continental United States. Um, 24 like- minutes in, we get the best part of the movie. What's that? Peter Facinelli. When he shows up, it's like, seriously, that guy... You don't think that guy's a vampire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, also, Carlisle Cullen is the whitest name of all time. <laughs> he should have a tennis racket over his shoulder. Also, I, I want to comment on Bella's like super dorky mittens that she wears. I like that. <laughs> well, like, you, yeah, she's a dork. Yeah. Well, Edward's like talking about like you're hard to read. Like it's just like these weird nags. And it's like, dude, she is not hard to read. Like she's literally panting and licking her lips. And staring at you like you're a giant anthropomorphized steak. Like, I think you can read her. <laughs> well, is it is it like his insulting her is almost giving her too much credit? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, why is this dude racing into the parking lot <laughs> like 50 miles an hour or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, I kept waiting for him to say, like, the brakes went out or something. Like, right. Or he was high. Like, what is going on? He's just plowing in. Well, see, that would have been a great time. That whatever caused him to do that to later tie into the actual plot of the movie. Whoa, you know? whoa, whoa, slow down. You're getting a little too creative there. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much structure in your idea. Um, well, and then, yeah, the, the fucking Peter Fashionelli. No one bats an eye at this guy who's obviously a vampire. Like, hey, like if that guy walks surgeon. around anywhere in real life, people would be like, are you a vampire? No, seriously. <laughs> We're lucky to have a surgeon like that in this town. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they like they take her to a doctor. She literally doesn't have a scratch on her. Yeah. She was not injured. She's not hit. Like nothing was wrong with her, but they take her to a doctor anyway. Yeah, he saves her life. And then he gaslights the fuck out of her. Well, no one's gonna believe you, so <laughs> what the fuck? Is that where he walks away and he's just like, women? I just they're just like not even subtle about it. Like just it's like this is textbook gaslighting. Here you go. Yeah. Like I feel like if like on the Wikipedia for abusive relationships, they should just have scenes from this movie, like little YouTube links. Be like, Here, here's an example of everything we're talking about. Mm. <laughs> no one's gonna believe you. So he's such a dick. It's I kind of enjoy it. I guess after a while. Well, yeah. So you you cut to a full moon, then you you wake up. Bella's waking up from a nightmare to find this dude. Watching her sleep in the corner of the room. I mean, it's yeah, it's absolutely an after-school special meets a lifetime movie. Oh, well, I mean, let me hit you with some of this dialogue. Okay, can't you just thank me and get over it? 
<laughs> and he's like, you're not going to let this go, are you? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, then I hope you enjoy disappointment. <laughs> Storms off. That's a meta statement for their romance. Yeah, and then she wakes up from her sex dream, and there he is in the room watching her. I hope you enjoy disappointment. It's like, whoa, buddy, save it for the wedding vows. Mm-hmm. The wettest place in the continental United States. And so much so that they go on a field trip to see compost in action. What an awful field trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did like uh, before that the, where that Mike asshole tries to ask her to prom. Mm-hmm. I like the way they shot it where like he's literally out of focus yeah. half the time. And it's like she's clearly not interested. And then she's like, wait, what? What were you asking? Like, Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, and it's like bad form, dude. Like it's totally obvious that Anna Kendrick is in love with you. And, and yet you're going to go ask Bella first. Well, it's it's. It's interesting because you have while he's doing it, like Anna Kendrick is watching from mm-hmm. afar, super invested. Edward is like creepily staring from afar, <laughs> super invested. Well, it's like we're paying attention to everything that's happening in this kind of high school tableau, except for this asshole who's asking her to prom, which like the movie doesn't really care about. Bella doesn't care about. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then field trip to the compost farm. So where they where they talk about the thing that happened, like they might as well be whispering it in the girl in front of them's ear. Well, I like <laughs> she how is so close. She like slips at one point. He's like, "Can you at least watch where you walk?" Um, she's like, great, "God, you clumsy bitch." There's a great error there where when they cut to that long shot, the mm-hmm. chick who's in front of them has disappeared. <laughs> she's been replaced by a different extra. Yeah, I was reading some of the trivia. Apparently, you can see like. His gray face makeup, like it's like his shirt roll right down a little bit occasionally, and you can see like his natural skin tone. Like, Uh there's, I mean, this movie was shot on the super cheap in like two months. Mm. Um, Classic. It it shows. Well, Bella's constant clumsiness here. I feel like it's played so naturalistic by Casey that like it never once seems like an endearing quirk. It's it's just like seriously though, you should watch where you're fucking going. Like that's like the reaction you have. I was waiting for them to like. Flash the phone number so you could call. You could donate money to people who have this, this affliction. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not like a J Law. Like, oh, isn't that cute and quirky? It's like, no, seriously, Bella, watch where you're fucking going. No, that's not funny, guys. She has a disorder. <laughs> um, so Bella's mom, according to Bella's dad, not good in the kitchen. Always did know how to worry. Seems different. Seems happy. Well, you get the, uh, she's, he says, Phil seems like an all right guy. That's like Bell's stepdad, I guess. Yeah. And Bell's like, yeah, he is. And then she turns around, thinks about it, laughs to herself, and then just walks off like a smug <laughs> asshole. <laughs> fucking dad is just like, okay. <laughs> so when we get to, uh, Bella finally, uh, gives Edward some shit. She says, you know, your mood swings are kind of giving me whiplash. And he smirks. <laughs> what if I'm not the hero? What if I'm the bad guy? <laughs> I like how they, they go to this beach to, like, go surfing in wetsuits and, like, the rain, which just seems awful. And Anna Kendrick, such a trooper, she's going to go surfing with her dude. Like, even though he's, like, still making eyes at Bella constantly. Like, he, I think at this point he's asked her to prom. Yeah. But he's still, like, obsessed with Bella. And she's, like, getting ready to go out there and go surfing with him, putting on the wetsuit. Like, I feel like there's a counter-narrative here where her character, Jessica, like, becomes Mona Vanderwall because she's, like, just tired of being, being treated like crap. You know, like, well, like she's going to enter into journalized hyper-reality and take her revenge. I'm pretty sure I someone told me or I read or something that she's in the fourth one or the fifth one, like, 
at like Bella's wedding. Like that's, <laughs> like that's barely, it. Yeah. And I kept wondering, like, I wonder if she's like dumped Mike by that point. Just be oh, God, like, I would hope that would, so. That would be a great narrative for her to be like, you know, I talk shit about Bella and her shitty relationship, but like here I am trying to hold on to this asshole. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I'm going to move to the big city and be goddamn awesome. Well, it's like this kind of mini sub narrative to the main terrible relationship. It's like, meanwhile, in the background, we have another terrible relationship where this girl's like, you know, really trying to get this dude who's an asshole and doesn't care about her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least uh, Eric and uh, Angela, they they seem like cool people. Like they're, you know, she asks him out like it's they're not they're not like a terrible couple. Oh, because at least Bella can claim. Mm-hmm. To uplift this girl and be yeah. like, you're a strong, independent woman, which is why you should go ask out that man. Yeah. But I mean, that's they seem like like healthy, I guess. I guess, yeah. You know, yeah. like Eric, I mean, Eric it, seems I, like a nice guy, not a prick. I mean, on the he's like a dork, but yeah, like mm-hmm. not like a egregious dork, but like uh, on the grading on a curve scale that is forks. <laughs> yeah, they seem like decent people. Yeah, they'll be like mayor soon. Yeah. Um Oh, and then Jacob shows up. God damn, Jacob. I mean, I, get, I don't, I don't, Sorry, go ahead. I was saying no one likes using this term, but let's face it. Jacob is the definition of the friend zone. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, depending on what definition you go by. But I don't even know if he's like a friend, though. It's like, like, I think you're supposed to get that maybe she knew Jacob when she was like four. And like, like their parents are friends. Yellow. It's like, yeah, it's like their parents are friends. So I guess your guys are friends, too. Mm. That's the vibe I get. Um, But yeah, let me hit you with this line reading here from one of the other guys. He says, the Collins don't come here. And then just awkward pause. Like he's like forgotten the rest of his line. Well, we get that thing where uh, uh, the one dude, I can't remember what. Yeah, he says the Collins don't come here or whatever. And so later Jacob... Bella asked Jacob about it. He's like, oh, you heard that, huh? And she's like, yeah, asshole. He said it to seven people. Yeah. And he said it in a way in which it implied he had something else to say and then didn't say it because he forgot his line. Uh... <laughs> but it's like even Jacob's trying to like gaslight her a little bit. I know. Well, and then and then you finally get the, uh, the vampire gang and, and all their non-glory. I feel like there's something really primal and grotesque about a red-haired vampire with a ponytail. Like that's just the absolute worst. The the girl or the guy? The guy. Isn't that red hair? It's blonde hair. No, he has like red hair. He's got like blonde hair. I feel like that's red hair. She has red hair. She has like that strawberry blonde hair. Both have red hair. She has like that strawberry blonde hair. He has just blonde hair. This dude's like literally Axl Rose. I don't know how you could insult <laughs> Axel Rose like that. Well, you know what the extra creepy thing about this guy is? Um, my sister dated this dude in high school that looks exactly like this guy, which is just like makes him extra creepy. Yeah, that would be creepy. Mm-hmm. No, he has like a red haired ponytail. He's awful. Mm. Oh. Mm. No. no. I'd be curious what people think. Uh, yeah, let us know. Is that red hair or blonde hair? Because, I mean, Victoria definitely has red Victoria hair. has red hair, yeah. I'm not saying she doesn't. I think that, was uh, it Rachel Huber? I think she's just adorable. I think her character is horrible. It's not even a character. Yeah, it's not even a character. And I'm very perplexed by her at the end of this movie. Um, I'm very perplexed by her throughout this movie. And then, unfortunately, she appeared in that terrible Under the Dome show. 
after uh, she was let go from this <laughs> franchise, which might have been a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, replaced by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Edward's the kind of guy <clears throat> who will walk up to Bella and say things like, if you were smart, you'd stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it, I, we didn't really talk about it, but like the, the little flashback we get of like the Cullens like eating deer or something, yeah. like in their like old timey outfits, that's also hilarious. There's some funny like flashback slash like dream flashes. Mm-hmm. Like the one later on where it's like just like Edward eating Bella's neck on the uh, couch or whatever. It's like all like glamorous and <laughs> gothic and gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like just her dream of yeah. like the typical vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we get like the heroic hatchback rescue when she like goes into town and like this random like gang of like roving misogynists is like messing with her. And it's. Ooh. After she does the intense Google search to find the bookstore selling the book. <laughs> that was a really intense Google search. Uh, yeah, he snarls. He snarls at their leader to let them know, here there be dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's just like, you'll never believe the things they were thinking. And she's like, I think I might have an idea. Yeah, I can guess. <laughs> well, like, it's just like, dun, 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 here comes Edward in a hatchback. Like, <laughs> that's your car, dude. Like, you Ooh. don't even have like a cool car. All the family was borrowing the cool cars. Well, he's an aggressively terrible driver. So it's like he saved her from a gang rape only to like murder her in traffic. Mm-hmm. Well, I totally forgot about the whole mind reading thing. It's like basically just like we're doing Sookie Stackhouse in reverse. Like he can read everyone's mind but hers. It's just funny to have a character by which even Bill Compton would be like, settle down, son. <laughs> You're coming in a little hot. Um, <laughs> he's like, I don't have the strength to stay away from you anymore. <laughs> Meanwhile, sploosh. Yeah, yeah. So after that, it's like less than an hour in a movie. The the really like really I don't know crawled under my skin. The stage of the abusive relation they get into is when he starts like trying to win over her friends to basically like further solidify the prison he's trapping her in. You mean when he shows up all like cool guy at school? No, I, I think when he's he's showing up, they're showing up at like the the restaurant or whatever that she was supposed to meet her friends at. Oh, I didn't read it that way. That to me just seemed like he was like kind of embarrassed and dorky and I don't know, being polite or whatever. Well, but wouldn't that be super bizarre? Considering this guy has been probably nothing but a shit to these women like the entire time they've been in high school together, and this is like the first time he like condescends to be. Nice I mean, I guess them. I got the impression more that he just like never interacted with anyone. Mm. But I don't know. I thought that was mainly just for because of Anna Kendrick and and uh, Christian Serratos there. Their reactions were funny, so I like that scene. Yeah. And then they uh, were totally into it. And then he just gets weird again when they they go to have dinner. Well, the waitress who looks like Sean Young and Blade Runner. But uh, I guess so. Yeah. Well, so yeah, most humans he says think of three things: money, sex, or cat. <laughs> but not Bella. He actually tells her, "There's nothing in your head." I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, and then, like, we get this thing where it's like, oh, Waylon, remember that asshole? He's dead. Yeah. Um, go comfort your dad, because I guess they were best friends or something. Oh, you mean after they, like, orgasm from touching fingers on the radio dial? Yes, because you're so cold, yeah. And then, like, uh, like the body just, like, gets randomly rolled by right in front of Bella. I don't know oh, why. The dead feet lets her know, epiphany, he might oh, be a vampire. 
what why yeah i don't know I, that seems so weird it was like they're suddenly like oh shit we gotta like we gotta catch up with the plot we haven't we haven't told a story yet and so suddenly like out of nowhere she has this epiphany vampires well, it's so it strange made, wouldn't it have made sense to like see a bite on that body yeah something something some last piece of evidence be like aha that yeah. was the last piece of the puzzle. Instead, it was like, oh, we need to Bella to like suddenly think about vampires for no but reason at all. Strap in because we're about to have an ancient history vampire info dump montage. Oh, and it's this... just gothic Google goofiness. It's like what my late night Google holes look like. Well, but... this Google foo search, it's so weak and tropey. Like it's just well, so it's... poorly done. It's like a glimpse into an alternate cinematic universe here where there's far more interesting vampire things internationally than what's going on in the Pacific Northwest. I feel like this whole scene is the filmmakers not trusting the audience to, to have like picked up on things for themselves. I don't know. You think somebody watched this and was like, oh my God, they're vampires? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind-blowing twist. <laughs> well, the I feel like the movie up to this point, it's operating on a certain frequency. Like there's something there. And then as soon as we get into the vampire reveal, it just falls off a cliff. Like then it's just like, it's just terrible at, after that. Um, Cause we, that bit, the, like the big reveal scene in the woods with that, like really bizarre camera swooping around mm. for no reason at all. Like literally like it's like a close up of them and they're about to kiss and suddenly like, weird tracking pan around for no reason you know like looking up at the trees for no reason well he also he follows her into the woods like he's gonna rape and kill and eat her oh the whole way that is paced is very strange she like just walks past him like all sneering and you're like is she mad at him now does she not trust him anymore no she's just leading him into the woods i guess yeah it's it's putting it nicely to say there's a lot of strange editing going on Mm -hmm. yeah Um, seriously the running up the mountain effect is way too cheesy. Oh, it's awful. Oh, I, I, one quick thing: the his like her her reveal that she knows he's a vampire and like his like stupid you know confirmation of that it's mostly terrible. But the uh, how long have you been seventeen? That's a good line. Like I feel yeah. like you need to take that diamond out of the rest of the crap and like polish it up and rework it. Would you then take that diamond and make it into like glitter body paint and just yes. rub it all over his skin? I mean, the the rest of their vampire reveal is like totally blah. It's like it's just boring and uncreative. But how long have you been? Seventeen is a good line. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to take. This is the skin of a killer seriously when he's just wearing that sweaty glitter paint in the he woods. Fucking sparkles. Like I just, man. If I was adapting this, I'd be like, we're losing the sparkles. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb. Like it's like, oh, how tortured you must be. You sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> It's well, not like it's not like he looks grotesque or hideous in the sunlight. It's like he just looks extra sparkly. I guess my general my general thought on the movie in general is you don't ever want to be in a relationship where a dude sits in a tree, talks down to you, calls you, you yeah. calls you his own personal brand of heroin. Okay, because heroin is something you use. It's something your system discards while you shit yourself in the alleyway. Not a tree. Well, and he has like so much angst about being a vampire, like total boner killer. Like, yeah. stop whining, dude. Like, it doesn't seem like being a vampire is that much of a drag. You have all these superpowers and you fucking sparkle. It's not like you like light on fire in the sunlight or anything like that. You just sparkle. I that, just that is your burden. 
Well, for some of these scenes of Pattinson, my mind went to the happy place, which was just uh, 1970s Angel, like putting uh, Mandy <laughs> on the uh, jukebox and kind of dancing to himself with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, of course, the horrible line of the lion fell in love with the lamb. Yeah, it's like, whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> He's off a little. We're not even <laughs> dating yet. Yeah. Uh, Romeo and Juliet would tell these two to lighten up. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the uh, Bella says, I trust you. And he's like, don't. <laughs> and he I breaks mean, her neck. To be fair, he is giving her a lot of warnings here about what a shitty guy he is. <laughs> Can't say I didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get to the stuff where like the score in the woods is so bizarre because they're laying in the grass at one point, staring at each other like creeps. On one hand, you have this like indie romance acoustic guitar new oh, I think this is like his his music. And these then are, the other Rod Pat's own jams here. And then concurrently, you have this like tragic piano riff, like something out of like Fincher's The Game. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're playing at the same time. I'm just it boggled my mind. That just reminds me. I feel like uh, speaking of recording your own jams for the romance. Caleb is not officially back until we get another Tyler G. Blackburn drop. Yeah. Anyway, he sparkles. I just, I, I literally can't even. And then suddenly he's like, he becomes a much more hyper, like douchier character, if possible. <laughs> after he like reveals himself, he's like showing up in sunglasses and like, just kind of like laughing at everyone. Like, I don't, his character is so strange in this movie. It's just like a collection of assholery, but it's not consistent. Well, look at the top of her head. He's wearing sunglasses. It's got to be sunny. Why isn't he sparkling there? But that scene made me think, if this movie had been made in the 80s, then Edward would have absolutely been Robert Downey Jr., like mm-hmm. circa less than zero. Yep. Would have made a lot more sense. Also, I have in my notes here, Monte Carlo is a terrible prom theme. Is it? I think so. I, I would disagree with that. I think that's a perfectly serviceable prom theme. Um, also, I don't think the Collins really understand what vegetarian means. <laughs> no. no, there's probably some other better word for that that means not eating human beings <laughs> or animals or any mm-hmm. overlack. Um, every time Edward uses his like super speed or strength, it, it it's so cheesy. Like it's just not cool. Mm-hmm. It looks dumb. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if if you're trying to make Edward seem cool, you're failing. And I think Is that's he, I think that's what they're trying. I don't think they want us to think Edward looks like a big fucking dork. Which is funny because when I watched Goblet of Fire, I totally thought, oh yeah, I could see Cedric's the cool guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, like there's not probably not a lot of personality there, but he's the cool guy. And it's like Edward is the exact opposite. Like there's <laughs> to me, there's nothing about him that's cool. There's not even it's not it's not just like you have to look good like you have to be a good looking person the eye of the beholder like there's no charisma whatsoever. Well, I feel like the, the main attraction from Bella is she's she's curious as to why he's such an asshole to her. It's like she needs to know what this guy's deal is. Like that's kind of what motivates things. It's like why are you such a dick? That's not a great uh, start yeah. for a relationship. Well, then they go, like, talk about vampires and, like, the pouring rain in the forest. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, really. Yeah. Well, Is that then, the scene where, like, it, it, it stops raining and restarts raining, yep. depending on the cut? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we get, like, the history of Carlisle, like, the doctor who 
and he's like a polio doctor. I don't know what he's doing. He's just like eating people in the hospital in the <laughs> early 20th he's century. A, he's a hero, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't totally go into how one becomes a vampire. We know there's there's vampire venom. I don't know if like you just get bit, you become a vampire as long as they stop, I guess. I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah, if you just bite a person, that'll turn you a vampire. If they keep drinking your blood to the point where you would just, you know, cease. Well, well I guess the, the catch is like it's so hard for a vampire to stop sucking your blood that usually if they bite you, they're just going to kill you. And you yeah. have to like have a lot of self-control or something. Yeah, it's a movie about having self-control. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the like the meet the family scene. I love the bit where I think it's Nikki Reed. It's like, is she even Italian? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like the vampire family is a lot of fun. They mm-hmm. just they're not utilized enough. Like they should be wackier and goofier because they have these little moments that are like really amusing. Well, I feel like Nikki Reed might be the most underutilized, with the exception of the mom. Because there's a scene later on where the mom is supposedly there, and I don't mm-hmm. think you see her at all. But like, I just love when she destroys the salad bowl because <laughs> Bella's eaten. <laughs> totally normal reaction. But mm-hmm. I love that Carlisle's like, we've never actually used our kitchen before. Well, and like, it's the- like beautiful meal is about to be complete. They've but, never used it before. Well, it's like they've they've never used a kitchen, but they they really want to try. You know, like I, I find that interesting, and the way they all kind of like laugh and snicker at her when she thinks they're going to eat her, mm-hmm. they're just like, "Lol." Yeah. Um, but uh, repeating high school over and over again for hundred years—that does sound like hell. Well, and then like in the middle of this uh, this meet the family scene, these two fucking clowns just walk in off a tree branch. Yeah, like they were literally just like step off a tree branch, and it's that that fucking guy Jasper who I can't, take can't him stop. Seriously. I know. Oh my god! And he but like I mean, he he can't take it. Like he smells her, and he just like starts to wig out. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, okay, I get that you look like you're 17 and you want to have a normal mm-hmm. life. There's got to be other ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that you would have this bizarre, fascinating perspective on the changing culture of the youth. If you're constantly entering and leaving mm-hmm. high school and whatever, mm-hmm. but if it makes you that angsty, why the fuck do you keep going back? <laughs> yeah. Well, then he, he takes her to her, his room. The schmuck didn't even like clean it for Bella. There's like books no. and shit all over the place. Well, and she she gets down to business. No bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then she she starts playing his stereo. I really want like. Can you just imagine if? She hits play and like Katrina and the Ways starts playing or something like that. Come on, sunshine. Yeah, I would have lost all of my shit if that happened. I feel like that's the that's the song that we're always joking about. Mm-hmm. Someone randomly press play on a character's <laughs> thing. Um, I love the weird cutaway to Carlisle and Esme talking about their introverted, moody son's new girlfriend, and like they're clearly like getting horny about it. Because <laughs> it's like he's not really a son. It's just he. He's the the Potter familias that Carlisle yeah. is, but yeah. yeah. Well, they're just like, oh, Bella seems nice. Edward's got a new girl. Let's fuck. I mean, these guys have all probably fucked each other, right? I would think so. Yeah. I think that's the thing that we're not exploring, but yeah. I mean, it, you've got, you know, decades and, and centuries to live. I'm sure you went there eventually. Well, it just see, that was, you know, again, it's part of what, what cracked open my favorite scene of True Blood. <laughs> That's when I realized Eric and Bill totally fucked before that show ever started. That's oh, so, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, then it's the new in, in much less fun, you know, discussions, we have Bella saying, I can't dance. And then he just lets out the biggest, longest, most massive sigh ever. And then says, well, I could also make you. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like Edward's only game in this movie is like negging and like piggyback rides. He's like, Whoa. I'm going to treat you like garbage and I'm going to take you on a piggyback ride. She makes notice of his vampire diaries. Wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she talks about some arts and crafts she did for mom, utilizing chinchilla shit. Mm-hmm. Ew. I, honestly, I just like tuned out the dialogue in that scene. Well, she's like, oh, it's one of these like little rain stick things. My mom and I used to make them with chinchilla droppings. And I'm like, ew, gross. These piggyback scenes are so bad. Yeah. They're so bad. Yeah. Like this is supposed to be romantic. <laughs> it gets to the piano. It's like, like oh he can climb trees like a squirrel i kept thinking like she's gonna bump her head on one of the branches above her like he passed out the whole time and he has no idea as he's running around. Well, i like how did, did they ever go back to like rejoin the family for dinner or are they just like fuck those guys and just that's it yeah i don't know i mean what would they have walked back down into the dining room like the family all sitting around the table like like chowing down on a dead deer I mean, she could at least talk to him a little bit more. Yeah. It's like, here's family anyway. Let's go. <laughs> so you met my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then we get we get more of like Billy Burke being like a drunk burnout. Well, you get the, of course, Stephanie Meyer cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, that fucking Mike guy is like humping a tree outside the diner to get Bella's attention. <sighs> I hate this guy so much. I feel like Billy Burke is a little like non-reactive to these guys. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's like, oh, it looks like your friends are tagging you. Like, I feel like if you're the town sheriff, you should be able to turn around, knock on the glass and shut that down with just like a stern look. Yeah. You know, but instead he's just like, I'm going to eat my fucking steak in here. I'm a drunk. <laughs> Cause my, my drunk friend is dead and I'm dealing with it too. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to be reminded that that she's sad about that or whatever passes for sad. Like I said, <laughs> Billy Brooks like, I'll do your movie, but I won't act. <laughs> yeah. I'm just showing up for steak. I, mean, I think we finally get their first kiss at this point. Yeah, it's and I she's was like tries to pull him into bed and he like freaks out and acts all weird. Well, you know, Bella's a freak because she's not grossed out with the revelation that he's been breaking into her room to watch her sleep for months. Oh, months. She's into it, yeah. Months. And he, like, has to throw himself off the bed and, and make a lot of weird pain faces. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm just saying, if Robert Pattinson is wearing Depends, that would have been uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird as we – there's, like, the, the talking all night scene until she falls asleep, but we don't hear any of it. So it's, mm-hmm. like, I guess we just have to yada yada the fact that, like, they actually, like, talked like real human beings to each other and it wasn't just a bunch of weird negging and what did they like, talk about they talked about the, her favorite books or the, how she felt about her parents getting divorced or what it was like to move here well we, we get nothing of it so we just have to like agree with the shorthand like okay fine i guess they're like they had their moment yeah i mean but there's I, there's just nothing for the audience to attach themselves mm-hmm. to so i'm always fascinated that people somehow did yeah, yeah, I know. Um, the baseball scene is just 
the most absurd thing I've ever seen on on the cinema screen. Well, I like how uh, Billy Burke is like just such a dick to Edward. Like when you're gonna you know meet the meet the dad scene here, as he's cleaning his guns. But he like he just does not seem to care. He's just no. like whatever. Well, I like how he like he kind of like looks at the guns. He's like, all right, bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the baseball scene. Oh, oh and then and then he's like, Bella's gonna play baseball. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> And she can't even walk. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They can only play baseball when there's thunder out because the cracks of their bat are so hard or something. Which would have, I would have thought, broken the bat, broken the ball. Yeah. Um, oh, I just realized, too, because I mean, she talks about it later, like the most fucked up thing. Um, is that kind of a, an uncomfortable thing for Billy Burke? Not just that his super clumsy daughters would attempt to play an organized sport, but mm-hmm. that... Like it's baseball. it's baseball, which essentially his wife left him for. <laughs> and he's a big baseball fan himself. Yeah. 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 Oh, that hurts. Um but I wanna know why like these people are all like what, at least a century old, probably or close to it. Yeah, presumably. Like why does uh like the guy who only stands in cars, he seems to like still be mentally like like a major bro in his early twenties. Yeah. Like he does not seem old and wise at all. He seems like he should be doing like mocap for the Hulk is about it. <laughs> the best thing about these baseball scenes is the high leg kick that uh, Alice does the whole yeah. time yeah. <laughs> on her pitches. It's, it's great. I mean, this is not technically the game as I know it. I mean, they're all just hitting homers essentially. And then I don't know. Oh, well, God, like, why, so does Carlo, why does he slide into the face? The ball is way out there. They're not going to get it back in time. Jasper spends most spends most of the scene like twirling his bat. Yes. Like they keep cutting to him like flipping that bat around like it's cool or something. Do you think the actor like he had gone out and like to got himself lessons on how to do that? And now he's just like fuck it, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well, it every chance I can. Oh, and then Nikki Reed gets called out because she's clearly out, and she just like glares at Bella like, "How dare you call me out?" Like I don't know why she hates her so much. Oh, and Muse is playing, of course. Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, Supermassive Black Hole? Yeah, which is interesting song choice. Oh, and it seems as though they had like two baseball outfits that they then like apportioned to five or six different people. It's like, okay, you get the shirt, you get the hat, you get the other shirt. You know, yeah. you get the cleats, you get the you get the pants. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, all yeah. it's all super old timey too. Of course, yeah. So yeah, basically vampires are reminded here they have zero impulse control. Then um, Alice, her future telling powers only alert her mere moments before the cheesy arrival of the other three. <laughs> like out of a music video. Also, I, I feel like I think this is the first time Jasper says anything. And he has like a weird southern drawl, which once again, can't take that guy seriously. <laughs> yeah, these guys like walk out of the fog machine. <laughs> it's like that's some premonition he had. It warned you a whole like twenty seconds beforehand. Oh, or something. they they have they can, they travel via that thing that Spike Lee overuses, where like you just stand on the thing, it looks like mm-hmm. you're gliding mm-hmm. into everything. Um, lots of close up eye fucking and like eye daggering each other. Yes. Then the the stances when they when they did their stance off. I wish they. I wish <laughs> this was a dance off. Well, somehow this guy's like ultimate tracker. Like he's like better than Wolverine with his like heightened senses, but he needs like a gust of wind to like blow her scent over to him before he realizes that's a human. 
Edward covers her by just putting her hair down. That makes no sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> Here, put your hair down real quick. Hide that fucking neck cleavage. Well, then this is where suddenly we get like the massive info dump of like, by the way, this is what Axel Rose Vampire is up to. He's like a tracker. He lives for the hunt. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's all this other stuff that's going to like, you know, be the reason for the rest of the plot. It's yeah. like they were like, oh, shit, we only have 35 minutes left. We better like get to the plot. Yeah, we better find a plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, again, further lacking a Victoria like character, her her boyfriend or whatever is going to do all this crazy shit. You'd think she'd have something to say about it. Like, oh, honey, you're going to go chase this uh, skinny waif around for this metaphorical like fucking slash eating whatever devouring thing. Like, mm-hmm. OK. All right, I don't, I don't need to join you. That's cool. Um, well, let like me get huh. the the plan to flee from from uh, this dude. It requires Bella to be like extra crappy to her dad. Like she's she's ice cold, man. Well, it's like I, dropping I just, dropping. That's why mom left lines and shit like that. I just laugh at the way Edward before that puts on her seatbelt like a possessive oh axle. She's like, I can put it on myself. But yeah, it's I say it's fucked up because. She chose to tell her dad the same thing the mom said when she left. That's dark. Well, and then she's telling Edward about this, and he's like, it's the only way he'd let you go. Like, he he does not give a shit at all. It's like, whatever, I don't care. Fuck your townie dad. He was I mean, it's just convenient for, for uh, Edward that she's now even more isolated from her mm-hmm. pos- supposedly <laughs> positive support system. And then, and I love this, uh, the other vampire bro shows up like... He, like he just teleports in, standing on the back of the the pickup bed of the truck. Now it's like, yeah. all right, we got the road warrior with us. Edward's like, that's Emmett. It's fine. <laughs> he doesn't ride inside of cars. He only rides on top of them. So, but <clears throat> I get why they're rushing out, and, and I get why they had to put on this ruse to keep the dad there, not follow. But being her dad and also the town sheriff. Mm-hmm. Would he let her blow into the house like that and then leave just as hastily? I mean, I guess that's why they like portrayed him as such a burnout the rest of the movie to try to cover that up or something. Well, because it's not even like it's not even like we visibly see from Billy Burke's reaction that he's just devastated by her line, which is almost why she has to tell us later on. Yeah, that, that like I think he probably just I think he probably just goes and gets another beer after the scene ends. Well, like, I feel like after that scene was over, Catherine Hardwick was like, actually, Billy, that's where I wanted you to emote. And he's just like, I told you, I'm not going to act. <laughs> Get me a beer. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And then this guy is only referred to as the tracker. Well, that that's uh, this whole bit where it's like suddenly like, oh, my God, all this is intense now, right? Here's all this information to let you know why you should be scared and why you have to go at all these great lengths and you know, we, we could have set this up earlier, so it made any sort of dramatic sense, but instead, just go with it. Yeah. And then we get this. I did think it was funny. Like, when they're driving away, they pass, like, a restaurant where Belle's friends are coming out. Yeah. And it's, it's very much like, hey, remember the life you had before you were isolated by your abusive boyfriend? Um, but it's, like, this slow shot that lasts, like, 10 seconds, even though they, like, probably drove past in, like, half a second. Mm-hmm. And then the the car trip escape is not exciting. Like, no matter how hard they're trying to make it, like, you literally drove for a couple of days, probably. Like, it's it's a a 24 hour drive. Yeah. It's literally 25 hours of driving. So, yeah, it's not exciting at all. I bet that car ride was fucking dreadful because she's riding with what? Alice and Jasper, right? 
Oh, yeah. I don't even want to think about what that car ride was like. I just want to know, does Alice Bella slash fiction exist? Because I'm all about that. Yeah. Or she's think- basically like, I feel like they could have done something here where she's like, oh, no, Edward, I'll take her. You know, <laughs> like kind of pulls her away. Well, it's really weird because the the premonition that Alice drops on her when they first meet is just like, we're going to be great friends. Like mm-hmm. we see very little of that in this movie, if at all. <laughs> Well, so I, I guess Alice is nice to her, and what's what's her face? Nikki Reed is not, so I guess that means they're great friends. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Alice is obviously trying to like swing a three way with her and Bella and Jasper. The, mm-hmm. It's the Jasper of it all. Yeah, the, the, yeah. I'd, I'd almost rather see her rather see her fuck Mike than Jasper, just because mm. I don't I don't think you should laugh that much during sex. <laughs> Because, I mean, imagine this guy, and he's, like, whispering in your ear, and it sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, say, I'll say. I'll say, I'll say, I'm going to come in, yeah. Um, oh, God. Um, the special vampire abilities are kind of bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like he reads, Edward reads minds, Alice sees the future. Seemingly, they're, like, telepathically linked or something. Like, they all know somehow immediately that... Uh, James the tracker is like stop tracking. Like the family, they just know somehow. The family that swung more than a few orgies together mm-hmm. is telepathically linked together. Well, and all these special abilities are like basically here to patch up like plot holes, basically. It's just yeah. like really lazy writing to be like, uh sure, yeah, they they sensed it. Well, I'm just curious then, what is everyone else's special powers? Mm-hmm. What is Peter Fascinelli's special power? Seriously, what is the guy who can only ride on the exterior of cars? Mm-hmm. Special power. That's actually his special power. <laughs> and he's like too so dumb. That's to a really good that, balance. Yeah, he's too dumb to realize that's not actually a power. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, the whole video camera thing when she finally gets abducted, like that should have been established earlier because it's it seems too specific to like this is the first time we're bringing up that this guy like really likes to set the scene for his kills with to be a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. Like before they seemingly just like look for people who are alone to feed on, but now suddenly he's like Dexter's, uh, you know, new enemy for the season. Well, like, was he like taunting that drunk Wayland? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was he like going to show up like dressed like Santa Claus and then bite him? <laughs> but yeah, the, the climax in the ballet studio at the mirrors, it's, it's so bad. It's exactly like Orson Welles at the Lady from Shanghai if it had been shitty. Um, why is it a ballet studio? Like, why? I'm just curious that from a from a writer's perspective, why is that where you set it? Why do you put? I think they wanted the mirrors. Yeah, vampires who most of us think would not show up in mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this movie just stomps all over like typical vampire lore with without really justifying it in any way. Well, it's like I don't have – I don't even really have a problem with them being able to walk in the daylight. It's the sparkling that bothers me because from a an evolution standpoint, that doesn't seem to protect you from like your prey or like hide you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it seems really uninterested in getting into the, the specifics of the vampire stuff. Yeah. It's like only when they need to do they reveal like, oh, yes, here's this new power or here's a new detail about vampires, which is going to justify the plot. Yeah. Um, and whenever it finally shows up to say the day, what is his face he makes? Like, is he like grinning at her, like suffering? Like he has such a weird expression. Well, this this James guy wants to be about Edward pretty bad. And to the point where when they are actually going at it with each other, 
Um, this is like the male version of tribatism. If this movie had descended to gay porn, it would have made sense. It would have made a much more sense, I think. Um, the fight is the, the wire work is so bad. I mean, they're just like rubbing packages against each other at one point, uh, having a little sword fight. But yeah, there's there's so much. So then eventually, the rest of the family shows up. There's this weirdness happening all over the ending because Bella looks like she's ODing. Peter mm-hmm. Facinelli is working on her femoral artery. Edward is like sucking on her wrist like it's her clitoris. And in the background, the others are basically at literal Burning Man. I mean, and on the ripping soundtrack, someone apart. On the soundtrack, there's like this bluesy acoustic song and lions roaring. <laughs> this is a lot happening. I wonder if this is a uh, Robert Pattinson song. It could be. His, I I tried looking up where his songs were. It's just kind of like this, like acoustic whatever, like noodling type stuff. So he's no be. he's no Tyler J. Blackburn. No, he did not find a way. Um, so yeah, the climax of Edward's arc here is being able to suck the venom out without sucking more. Like, I'm not exactly sure what this metaphor is. Is, is it like a, just the tip thing or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like Carlisle's next to me, like, Hey, Hey Edward, you should stop. Edward, you, you should stop. Well, I can I stop think... you myself, but I'll just, I'll, <laughs> I'm just going to see how this goes. Well, I've, I've often like wish that whenever I was in that fight or flight, just a tip or more scenario, I will often wish, gee, I wish my father figure was here to help me find self-control. You should stop. It's like, he's not going to stop him. He, he, he needs to see if Edward can do it on his own. If not, well, sorry, Bella. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) Do the vampires have mind control powers? I don't know if they ever actually glamour anyone. Well, I mean, because I don't know. There he, is no he way Bella's dance. There said. is no way Bella's parents would buy this horseshit story oh. about falling down some stairs. No, falling down two flights of stairs and then through a window—that is a grotesquely abusive relationship. Well, it's like, hmm. So last time I saw my daughter, she's really freaking out and yelling at her boyfriend, and she wanted to get away as fast as she could, and then she popped up in a different city and this dude had followed her there and she got injured really badly. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like a good guy. I totally believe your story about her falling down some stairs. Yeah. As he pretends to sleep. That's why I wonder like, do they have mind control or something? Cause like, why the fuck would anyone believe that? Wouldn't it make sense if that was Peter Facinelli's power? Like glamoring. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he gets away with being a doctor when he's obviously a vampire. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so in case we had forgotten, we see from all this that Bella is like crazy afraid of abandonment. Yeah, um, I like how through this whole scene in the hospital, like her condition requires her to have like an exposed pale white thigh sticking out from yeah. the bed the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but because uh, I want to say in New Moon, doesn't he like dump her in the middle? He dumps of the woods? her like immediately. Yeah. But in the middle of the woods and mm-hmm. she just like lays there crying for two days or something. I think it's actually like he dumps her a hundred feet from her house. Yeah, yeah. And they send out search that. parties. And, like, <laughs> and the dad's like, I didn't think to check the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, reelect me as your sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the prom. And then there's the prom. But before the prom really begins, we oh, have Jacob. to get Jacob showing up. Let me let me hit you with this line. He said, uh, quote, we'll be watching you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Whoa, he looks dumb because he's got long hair, a tie, a dirty, untucked shirt. I feel like that's a good look, personally. Really? I mean, it's not to actually go to prom with, but like, I don't know. It's it's a it's a very casual. Like, I'm dressed nice, but I'm not trying too hard. Definitely I mean, I, I think you got to do something with the hair, but yeah, the hair. Especially, I mean, he looks like he's probably wearing shorts underneath this. I think um, he, he needs like early Caleb Rivers hair. I think that would work here. I, he's also got a bit of a face problem. Um, so yeah, he shows up and he starts off with. My dad paid me 20 bucks to come talk to you. <laughs> like, like, do we believe that? Or is this just him being really weird and passive aggressive? Well, I kept thinking, like, did the dad pay you 20 bucks to come tell her how you feel about her? No, no, the dad, the, her father's friend sent his son to tell her to break up with her boyfriend and we're going to be watching you. <laughs> he said, uh, quote, we'll be watching you. How random, right? That is not okay. I know she's like, huh, okay. That's normal. Yeah, that is not okay. <laughs> well, like, Jacob himself just seems to be like, oh, that was, what a weird thing for my dad to, to make me say to you. Anyway. Huh. Any- anyway. <laughs> anyway, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go get that money. Back to the res for me. Um so the setup for the prom photos basically means that every photo has a line of other people waiting to have their photo taken in the background. <laughs> That's poor planning. Well, how many girls do you think Edward has taken to prom? Because he has uh, this line about like, oh, this is an important rite of passage. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like he I'm going to guess I'm going to give the movie way too much credit and guess that that's, first an, one. that's an observational note. From I, I prom, not from like a personal experience. No, I want to I want a scene where like she's chilling at his place and he like i don't know goes use the restroom or whatever and she like happens to like open up a drawer and it's just this stack of prom photos going back to like the early 20th century of him with like a just you know swath of different girls do do vampire they don't sleep do they use the bathroom i mean they consume so they must eject at some point right i mean that you know conservation of matter and whatnot as I I've suppose said, it could just be converted to energy, but I had a real problem with True Blood when mm-hmm. Bill said that the only thing they can excrete is blood, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking like, "Oh my God, you're raw dogging Suki all the time." I Ew. think you just got to embrace it. <laughs> I'm just saying that just seems like it's going to lead to infections. Yeah. Um, well, they, we see Anna Kendrick here, and I, is Bella signing like nice rack to her? Basically, it seems that way. It seems like that's what she's doing. Like, ooh, yeah, nice rack. But, I mean, she saw the dress before. She knows that the dress mm-hmm. is going to show off the rack. Well, and then she's like, oh, look, all my friends are here. Fuck these guys. Let's go somewhere else. Well, is that guy is just like, finger guns, finger guns, thumbs up, thumbs up, finger guns, finger guns. <laughs> yeah. So they, they go outside, and th- this movie ends on such a whimper. Well, I mean, like, Edward's if, just oh. like, I'm going to lecture you. What if Anna Kendrick is actually responding to her like, fuck you, bitch. I got the guy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Well, Bella- I feel like it's possible that Bella doesn't actually know Mike's name yet. That's or ever will. Yeah, and I hope she never does. I it's like, I- oh, is that that guy who keeps coming up to talk to me? Huh. I think they go on a date. Anyway, so yeah, Bella wants the vampire D. And Edward's just going to, he's going to lecture Bella about, what you're a dumb idiot for wanting to be a vampire god i'm disgusted with you 
Which is basically saying you're stupid for wanting to be like an adult who yeah. is life and pleasure and stuff like that. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Only only us bad men mm-hmm. do that. Something, something, something. Abstinence. But then so my question is, why did Victoria dress up for the prom? Why? Yeah. The, this is like we need to have some sort of hint that the story is not over. So here's the, here's the villain just lurking around for no reason. What I took from that visually wasn't like, Oh no, she's going to come after these two or Mm -hmm. whatever. It was like, she looks like she's had her heart broken. Like she was going to come to the prom with James. Mm -hmm. Like she's actually in love with Edward or in love with Bella. Like why is she dressed up? Seriously? Why does she take her hair down? Like, I'm sure he spent a while like, you know, getting that all done up and then you just immediately take it out. I mean, she could kill everyone in that room if she wanted to. Yeah, whatever. It's like she's just really mad that Bella has a date to prom and now she doesn't. Is that, I mean, like, that can't be how the book ends because it would have to get away from Bella's perspective. So I'm kind of curious, how does the book end? I don't even know. And then we get the weirdest Radiohead music video of all time. <laughs> and that is Twilight. If you could make one change to this movie, what would it be? It would be a lot. I don't. I don't know. I would. I would try to actually find a plot for this movie because it's not. It's not much for them to to deal with to overcome at the end. You know. I, it's like I don't know. It's like I'm watching like a two-hour Star Trek movie, which is just Starship Enterprise flying around space, and like the last twenty minutes, they get into a dogfight with a Klingon <laughs> battle cruiser. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to pick one thing because there's so many things I would want to change about this movie. I guess I want to go with, I was having this idea during the movie, like, what if there was no Google research scene? What if there was no big shouty vampire reveal? Like, if the movie just never, like, explicitly info-dumped about vampires mm-hmm. and you just kind of, like, had to get it on your own. Yeah. Like, no, no extra special vampire powers. Like, keep... Keep the supernatural aspect kind of implicit more than explicit. Mm. Um, maybe that would have been interesting. Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like the best parts of this movie are just like the weird high school romance and interactions. And whenever we get to like vampire stuff, it gets dumb. Because mm-hmm. it seems like the movie itself isn't even putting any energy in to their like mythology and whatnot. Well, I mean, like I like the Cullen stuff minus Edward. And Jasper. <laughs> All right, let's do power rankings. <sighs> Who's your number ten? Uh, I have Esme at number ten. Esme, I liked her. I mean, she barely had much to do, but she seemed nice. Yeah, I guess um, she's so nice that I forgot about her. <laughs> I have James at number ten. Okay, yeah, that guy didn't rank. I almost put him at number ten, but I just couldn't handle his his ponytail. Not a lot of thought went into my power rankings. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sad to say to anyone listening. Um, hmm. yeah. My number nine, Charlie Swan, Billy Burke. Really? Collecting that paycheck, yeah. Hmm. Okay. My number nine is Jacob. Oh, yeah, I didn't even rank Jacob either. Sorry, Jacob. <laughs> it's uh, just like a non-entity in this movie. His, his biggest contribution to the movie is... Uh, <laughs> He said, and I quote, we'll be watching you. <laughs> That's weird, right? Anyway, you got to go with that let 20 me, bucks. 
let me let me just be real about Jacob. He's not even the Ron of this movie. No, he's like the God. I don't even have an analogy for that. Um, Colin Creevy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number eight. I have Carlisle. Hmm. My number eight uh, is a tie between Mike and Eric. Oh, I feel like you're. Your dog and Eric to put them on the same level as Mike. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Peter Fascinelli, lots of fun in this movie. Sometimes the hero is only as good as his villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I have Angela at number seven. Is Angela the other friend? Christian the- Serratos, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's my number seven, too. All right. I just wrote the other girl. <laughs> the other girl. Yeah. And she seemed cool. Uh, I have yeah. Eric at number six. Okay, okay. I, uh, I I guess I'm going in solely on look. I put Victoria six. See, I honestly I'm not a fan of Victoria in this. I don't know. Well, there's no there's no there's nothing there. Yeah. And I know she gets fired, so I guess that maybe colors my view as well. Yeah, which makes me. I don't know. Very curious. I mean, was it like really? I know they they claimed it was like a scheduling thing. And I know the actress mm-hmm. countered with, it's not really a scheduling thing because I was willing to work with them. So it makes me think that maybe they just started writing like speeches and monologues for the character in the third one. <laughs> so they, were like, they needed a better actor. Yeah, we're like, we're going to have to upgrade the actors too, mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? Uh, number five, I have Mr. Edward Cullen. Interesting. I have Mr. Billy Burke. All right. I'm interested to see where you have Edward. Edward is just a, a complete monster of a character and completely inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And yet I found a way to enjoy all of his weird, like pained, like orgasm faces that he made. There's something. Yeah. Number four, I have Emmett. Wow. Got to give it up for Emmett riding in the backs of trucks. And above Edward too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Edward. Maybe you should learn to stand in the back of a Jeep. (laughs) My number four is actually Edward. Um, Robert Pattinson, you know, he looked like a a normal guy in uh, in the Harry (laughs) Potter movie. And this one to me, what he's doing facially, I don't even think I could ever like see what other people see when they call him handsome. He looks at best like really sleazy. I'm curious to see if he, he if he continues this in New Moon or not. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like I remember like he went on to go play like Salvador Dali, which seems like an outrage. And I kept thinking like that's got to be like a young, really sleazy Dali, like sleazier. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like Frankenstein's bro to me. Push the hair. The hair. Fuck it. I, I think they toned the hair down. And then there was a whole thing where like Robert Pattinson's like, I don't ever wash my hair. And so I don't know. They, Maybe like, that's that, how he gets it to stay like that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three, I have Bella. Oh, okay. Bella yeah, Swan. So I, so which, is, by the way, I feel like we never mentioned that is a dumb name. Yeah. Bella Swan. Well, isn't it one of the interactions she has where someone's like, you are Isabella. And she's like, Bella. <laughs> is she even Italian? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bella, but the, I ring two people ahead of you. Number two is Alice. I'm a big Alice fan. Maybe it's just a haircut, but you know I love what? Alice. 
I do like Alice in the second one. I completely forgot about her in my power rankings, so mm. I don't have Alice. My number two is Anna Kendrick. Okay. That's fair, because I have uh, Jessica, a.k.a. Anna Kendrick, as number one. Hmm, okay. I have Peter Fatsch. Even though she gets forgotten halfway through the movie. I love uh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. So you got the, the Potterfamilias at number one. I do, I do. I, I've... Uh... And I've been binging the catch up on Supergirl, and I'm okay. a huge Peter <laughs> Facinelli fan. He is—I swear to God—he is—he is like TV Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to make a Jack Reacher TV show, I don't know how you would cast anyone but Peter Facinelli. I mean, he is doing all of those like 1980s like Tom Cruiseisms in that show, and I don't know, maybe to a much more subtle degree here. I mean, he's basically got like. Uh, GQ upper class Lestat look here. I think in this movie, he knows he's playing someone ridiculous. Yeah. And he's not going to try to be cool about it. He's just like, he's leaning right into the caricature and having fun with it. The only like stylistic detail that I think he should add to this character is we should know for a fact that Carlisle Cullen is one of those guys who like wears cool shoes with no socks, you know? Like he does like a Don Johnson thing. I feel like that's the only like super white detail he's missing. I don't know if you or could maybe do that sweater. in like the Pacific Northwest, though. <laughs> or maybe a sweater like, like tied over his neck. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's you got to go there. Mm. Oh God, I can't believe we survived this movie. I know. Um, before we close it out, I saw an interesting trivia on the IMDb. So Stephanie Meyer had her own personal cast, like before the official cast, like just her fan cast. Mm. Uh, Emily Browning is Belle Swan, mm. which whatever uh, she's no case to. Henry Cavill is Edward. Weird. I don't like Henry Cavill. I mean, I'm sure Superman caused a lot of that dislike, but I don't know. He just seems boring to me. I only saw the first episode of The Tudors, and I didn't like him in that. Yeah. Charlie Hunnam is Carlisle, which is just god-awful. Like, I feel like if I was in, like, a meeting with Stephanie Meyer and I was a producer and she said that, I'd be like, okay, I'm not listening to anything you say now. Because that is the worst casting I've ever heard. In that toilet bowl of male actors that I can't stand, mm-hmm. Charlie Hunnam, throw him in there. Also, Cam Gidginet, throw him in there too, <laughs> flush him down there. Can't uh, stand yeah. that guy. Mary Louise Parker is Esme. That works, I'd say. That seemed I, like a waste of Mary Louise Parker, though. Oh, yes, in this, yeah. But it seems like that was the vibe they were going for with the actor that they did cast. Is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook is Alice Cullen. I could see that. I mean, I like Ashley Green here, but this is definitely like, they gave her the the Rachel Lee Cook haircut type deal. Well, like like I said, to me, a lot of this felt very '90s, so mm-hmm. I could see a '90s version of this starring Rachel Lee Cook as Bella. Yeah. Uh, Trent Ford is Jasper. I have no idea who Trent Ford is. I'm just gonna have to Google it. Yeah, we can Google that. Um, Tom Welling is Emmett Cullen. Weird. Which I don't know. Stephanie Meyer, you got some weird taste. Olivia Wilde is Rosalie, which uh, I guess, yeah, sure. Um, wow. So Trent Ford, sleazy looking guy actually makes me appreciate Jasper more. This guy looks like, like young sleazy Sawyer from Lost or something. Uh, as I said a few times before, I'm not going to set my drink down in front of this guy. That's my (laughs) advice to people. Yeah, that, that's her fan casting. Uh, people wanted us to do like PLL cast. You got anything for that? So obviously... Obviously, it's going to be Toby as Edward. I think Toby's the only one who has the ability to do the Edward hair. So for that reason alone, I mean, just imagine Toby doing some of these lines here. 
I mean, I've been out of town for a couple of days, personal reasons. Now, maybe we could get like a charity Kickstarter going where if people donate enough money, like Tyler Blackburn and like Toby will act out Toby, or, uh, Edward versus Jacob scenes. Oh, I like that. Because, yeah, <laughs> Caleb is definitely Jacob. Uh, that would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that would have to make Troyan do the Bella scene, which is a shame for Troyan. It seems like a waste of her abilities. Oh, I mean, I, it could be Lucy Hale as Bella, I guess. Although I think feel like Lucy Hale is more of an Alice. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, who would Charlie Swan be? I guess probably Chad Lowe. Not not Peter Hastings. No, Peter Hastings is too cool for that. He Peter Hastings would be Carlisle. I mean, come on. Oh wait, who did I say? Oh, Charlie Swan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Peter would be uh, Carlisle. Uh. Oh man, can you imagine that? Like Nolan North looking like a vampire with like bleach blonde hair. Oh <laughs> shit, that's good. I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're a family that fucks together. <laughs> Which is pretty much the Hastings and the Dillowitz <laughs> family now. But uh, I'm trying to remember. Like, hi there. I was brought in to investigate this drunk Wayland. You think it was the same animal that killed the other guy that killed him? Sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who who are we missing here? Um, so we have Bella, I guess, is Troyan. Who would play Victoria? Probably uh, uh, well, Mona's friend with the red hair? I guess, yeah. That would be a waste of uh, Ashley oh. Benson. Ashley oh. Benson would have to be uh, Rosalie, I guess, Nikki Reed's character. Who would Janelle Parrish play? Uh, probably Angela. I mean, okay. You know, pretty much the same character. Um, all right. Although she could be, um, what's her face? Jessica, the Anna Kendrick role too. Like, I think either of those roles would work. Hmm. Um, even attempting this just makes me appreciate piano so much more. <laughs> Who would be, would, would, uh, Ian Harding play James the Tracker? With a, like a <laughs> reddish blonde ponytail. Just or imagine blonde, that. Or a blonde ponytail, yeah. Okay. I guess I could see that. Um, I feel like I'm going to win this debate. I uh, I would be fascinated to see Ian Harding as the uh, Michael Sheen character later on. Yeah. Oh, who plays Jasper, though? Uh, not Lucas. What about Jasper, though? Um, hmm. Holden, maybe? I'm trying to think of like male PLL cast. Maybe the guy who the uh, uh, sight impaired guy who gives Spencer the lowdown about uh, Jenna. I mean, he looks similar. Oh but... shit! Why isn't Noel Khan playing James? Oh shit! No, should he play James though? Or he should be. He should be Emmett. I mean, come on. He should be both. I don't he, know. I want to see Noel Khan standing up in the back of a jeep. Are you fucking crazy? That has to happen. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> Noel Khan listening to one of the PLL's like childhood home videos. And when she says, Mommy, I suck, he's just like, That's my favorite part. No, see, that's Ian Harding saying that. I feel like that works even better. Uh, Jenna thing could be uh, Victoria, right? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or she could be the, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Laurent. Gender swap it. Okay. <laughs> that guy who just shows up to be like, Yeah, he's going after your friend. I don't want anything to do with it. That guy's an asshole. Anyway, later. (laughs) Peace. Mm -hmm. 
He's like, look, I want to be around for the second movie. So fuck that guy. Is he even in the second one? Yeah, yeah, he's in the next one. Oh, okay. Hmm. Let's see. I think that about covers the cast, but... Yeah. Yeah. You could have some fun with that. Anyway, I think we've talked long enough about Twilight. God, this might be like one of our longest podcasts, and it's about Twilight. It's about the dumbest movie we've covered. I Well, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe I am number four is the dumbest movie we've ever. Seen. Do you think we should do like a recommend thing at the end of the podcast, or because I feel like I would recommend this movie even though it's terrible, just because like if you get drunk, you're gonna have a lot of fun watching it. I mean, yeah, you have to you have to really like lay out some caveats and uh, some some clarifiers. But yeah, I would I would recommend this to a certain degree. I mean, not mm-hmm. don't do like we did and watch it by yourself. <laughs> have a few drinks and watch it. I know we really should have like gotten drunk together and watched this. Because that was the only way I watched the first one. Uh, I think as you forced me to watch. Now, did we watch this the same time that we watched In the Land of Women? Mm, no, different times. Okay, because I would highly recommend that Case 2 movie <laughs> with Adam Brody. Uh, I mean, that's, that movie's garbage, but it's it's delightful. Yeah, that that is a bad movie, too. Anyway, that was Twilight. We will be back to do New Moon. I, I guess I'm really hoping that, like, after New Moon, they get better. But I know that there's, like, the whole stupid, like, vampire Illuminati plotline, which just seems so fucking dumb. I'd rather just, like, stay at the high school. So, I don't know. Those guys, their whole look is so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they look like they, like a like an 80s, like, uh, like, vampire rock band who doesn't tour anymore and they just come from the Halloween store. Well, like, if you watch this movie or, like, like if you like this movie and you're like, man, I, I like this movie, I can't wait till we go to, like, the Italian vampire Vatican or whatever in the next movie. Like, who cares about that? Well, the big thing, if I remember correctly, is that Bella has to race in the stop Edward from walking shirtless down the streets of Italy. Oh, so dumb, yeah. So you'll sparkle like a van- like, like diamond? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We will be back. Until Can't then. wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Have a good one.